Sports House back in the house and in the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison studios. All right, we, we didn't talk any football during the first portion of the program. And we need to discuss, I, I would normally follow the show sheet, but I want to jump around a little bit. And you haven't looked at let's it, so you, you have jump, no idea what that is. Let's see you jump around a little bit. Wow. Where's Wisey when I need him? Uh, so, you listened, you didn't listen to Balaga and I, correct? No, I, I, I mean, I listened to a little bit, but I listened, uh, so flying back from Florida... You know, one of the things, I'm not going to get into that. Oh. What, what were we talking about, the charger thing before? So if you get a Christmas gift of, as a iPhone charger, and it's wrapped up beautifully, you go on the road. You expect it to work. What's the, they have to take that back and gift you a new one, right? Mm-hmm. What's the deadline on it? Is it like, a, with hockey sticks, it's a month. You break a hockey stick, tough luck, after a month. You oh. get a month warranty. Okay. What is it with the Apple? Because... It's time. Sarah and I need to probably get new phones. Uh, I might go to... Phone time. Phone time. I might go and and switch. I'm so appled out. I'm kind of irritated with Apple, but I'm... But the problem is you commit to Apple and you're... No, if you commit to Apple, you're locked in for life. I don't think that's true. You got the the cloud deal and you have all your pictures, all this stuff. There's no way old girl's going to ever want to switch. I, I feel fairly confident in that. So... I would have no problem taking it. If I take that back and say, I need a new charger, they should take it, right? I would certainly hope so, yes. Then I feel better about it, but I got a hunch they're not going to. That's because you're down on them. So I listened because I saw all these clips. Oppenheimer wasn't available. No, I made a critical mistake. Now streaming. I I know, but I'm waiting. We have a a trip coming up. I'm holding off. Oh! I didn't watch it. Oh no! I read a fascinating Dude. book on the on the uh, Gerald Ford, Richard Nixon. Oh my from god! One of our, from one of our Did listeners. Did Hunter give it to you? Uh, I think it was Hunter's. But somebody else texted. In, I did read it. Very, in, oh. very interesting. Very interesting. If you, I didn't get enough Spiro Agnew for me. I want to hear more about the Spiro Agnew piece, but. For anyone that's interested in those type of conspiracy theories, read the book. It's pretty fascinating. Anyhoot, I didn't watch it, and I made the critical mistake. So the plane back from Atlanta didn't have TVs. So the the one from Fort Myers to Atlanta had TVs, baby uh, baby flight. This one didn't. So I'm scrambling... I wanted to watch the Dynasty uh, Patriots, which looks awesome. Apple TV. Of course, I don't know if we, we have it, but it wouldn't download. Uh, I don't even want to get into that. Frustrated. I end up, it's between Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix or Einstein and the Bomb. And I'm thinking, well, this would be good. I could get a little prelude into oh, Oppenheimer. No. Critical mistake. Because this was only an hour 20. The flight from Atlanta to Madison's about hour 45. So there's a little bit of a window. I'm snoozing through this Einstein. It is not great. Hopefully Oppenheimer's much better. Don't know if it will be. It's a lot longer. I know that. Cocaine Cowboys was blank and awesome. Speedboats and so critical air there. I'm at a, so I have that. We have a trip coming up, a hockey trip coming up uh, this weekend. So I'll be watching. So the rest of co- Cocaine Cowboys is that related to Cocaine Bear? Is that like the same kind of genre, or is that completely unrelated? I haven't seen Cocaine Bear. Don't know. Don't know a lot about it. But okay. I think this has got a very similar vibe to the old movie Blow, 
with Johnny Depp, mm. which was a good flick. Uh, uh, can I invite you over tomorrow? We could do a double header. We could do Oppenheimer and then the Badger game on Peacock. No. Du- double, I just signed into Peacock dose. just now to make sure that I had access. I was not. I really uh, want to see Oppenheimer. I will not be watching that, and I'm waiting. I'm I'm biding. I'm biding my time, and I'm going to poke my head around, and I'm going to get Oppenheimer on five, one of our shows. five o'clock. Start Oppenheimer. Rolls in. Have a little dinner. Eight o'clock tip for the Badgers yeah, and the Terps. Yeah, I can't make it, but thanks. I appreciate the invite. Uh, Tausch's other plans trump your invitation, and it pierced your feelings. Uh, so when did you listen to Jordan Love on Micah Parsons' podcast then? As I was watching on the screens from Fort Myers. I had plugged that in, and I was listening to that, and it was good. Wait, so I'm confused. You yeah. watched the... Albert Einstein on bomb Netflix, thing and on listened. the Atlanta part. No, no, no. You're not. You're not listening. I had the other t- the deal. I had the TV on on the flight from Fort Myers, and I was listening to the Micah Parsons pod in my heads in my ears. So I was watching, but not having the. You connected were watching deal. the Einstein documentary. No, 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 no wonder you didn't like None it. None of y'all are listening. <laughs> I listened to Micah and Jordan on the flight from Fort Myers to Atlanta. Atlanta, where they didn't have TVs, is when I watched Cocaine Cowboys slash Einstein. Okay. Okay. Double trip. But they didn't have TVs, so how did you watch them? On On your phone? phone. That's why I scrambled to download on Netflix Cocaine Cowboys and the Einstein deal. It shouldn't have been that hard. It was. You're not irrational, but maybe not quite explanational as we need you. So you listened to the entirety of that podcast. Does Jordan Love talk differently on that podcast than he does when he talks to us? Is it just me? I ain't going to lie to you. I wasn't paying that much attention. Oh, my God. Is it a bunch? (laughs) No, I mean, from his voice? He just sounded different to me. He's saying bro a lot. He said a lot of bros. He did. Uh, so what jumped out at you? Because I believe Jesse has curated well, some audio. I, I sent what jumped out at me, and Jesse, I'd be curious what you've what you've accumulated. But the big thing is the confidence that old boys got now. And the big thing for me was when he decided to let it rip, and then you heard kind of that same messaging from Matt Lafleur. Mm-hmm. Great story. The fact that he was tentative, indecisive. What's the old indecisive equals ineffective? Indeed. I I thought that part was good. The Aaron Rodgers component and where Jordan Love felt, how he felt it was going. And you can tell. Both Micah Parsons, who's a star in this league, Mm -hmm. he knows Jordan Love's a star. And Jordan Love is now, I think, he had some doubts. I think we all do as players until you prove things. And then when you're validated by other stars that elevates you that was my biggest takeaway which i'm sure jesse will encapsulate in this great piece uh micah parsons a little green when it comes to podcast hosting too <laughs> he's, green. he's no mark tauscher well no i'm not i'm not sitting here saying that i'm just saying it was name four things and you could tell jordan's like can you give me a little heads up you know can i name these and it took a little time and there's a lot of especially for an edited pod. If it was live radio, I'd say, yeah, I get that. That happens to us a lot. Name your three favorite plays, or who are the five best defenses? And, of course, he doesn't say anything about the Cowboys because he put up a 40-burger on him. The whole thing, it was just, I thought it was a great look inside 
the new Jordan Love, which is a confident NFL star in comparison to just being an NFL player coming up. That's what I took away. Well, I think one of those things that is on the list is him talking about the turning point of his season. Here is Jordan Love with Micah Parsons on his podcast. You don't try to see it, but you see everything. Um, Even when, like, especially after losses, I'm not about to get on no social media. I ain't trying to see what people talking about. I know they're talking crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But man, I, I think from the start of the year, like we we was locked in. I was locked in. Um, You know, we started fast. We had our first game in Chicago. Came out hot. Beat up on them, and then obviously got in that funk. I got in that funk. Started throwing a couple picks, forcing the ball. and man, that's when I really locked it. After after the Vegas game, I threw three picks that game. We lost. I threw a pick on the last play of the game. Um, after that game, I was like, man, I felt like I was hesitating out there. I would see stuff, and you know, I was processing. It. I would see it, but I, I'd hesitate to throw it. Um, and after the game, I was like, man, who cares? I'm. I know I gotta trust myself. I know I'm a great player. I know uh, I can read the defense right and uh, put the ball where I want it. So I just gotta trust myself and let it rip and be confident out there. And uh, that's what it was, man. I just started trusting my receivers too. I knew I was I was going to give them chances to go up there and get that ball, man. And uh, we was throwing it up. Yeah, I was throwing it up, man. They, and they was making plays, and, mm-hmm. and you see. So, uh, like you said, four thousand yards, thirty-two touchdowns, man. That that ain't a solo job, man. That's everybody. He gets it. Jordan Love gets it. And I think that's one of the things where when you're not thrown right into the mix, and you're trying to find yourself, and you're insecure, and you know, you're constantly trying to prove your worth. When you get that three-year window to learn and to watch and to see how Rodgers handled himself in certain ways, mm-hmm. I think that's when you start looking at the big picture. Because Jordan Love, this happened in his first season. He'd probably be a real bear. You know, where it's he, he you, you come right out of the gates and you're a star. When you go through what he went through and kind of have some of those, he talked a lot about that Kansas City game and how bad he was. The first one, the COVID game. That Mm -hmm. was another component to this podcast. Mm -hmm. He gets it. And when you can get it and understand it, and he was very clear, and Micah didn't, I think, fully understand how much change the Packers had, especially on offense. You know, saying, well, you had the same team and you had this record. And Jordan corrected him immediately. Like, no, it's nothing to do with the same team. The vibe, the players, the approach was mm-hmm. completely different. Jordan Love, the way he carried himself was incredibly admirable, anyways, before. But now that he has elevated himself, I see people picking him as the MVP. I saw Matt Bowen has the Green Bay Packers. Again, it's way too early. Matt Bowen's a smart guy we all respect. He puts in the work. Mm-hmm. He's got the Packers as a prohibitive favorite in the NFC next year. With the talent, with the youth, with everything that he's talking about. And for Jordan Love to understand all that and to communicate it the way he did, that probably doesn't happen if he's doing this less than a year after he's drafted. The fact that he had those three years and then he worked and he did all this, that's the secret sauce. <clears throat> and while it's a weird deal on how it all played out and it was uncomfortable and everything else, that's why this thing has worked. And I, you just, you, it wasn't one particular thing that Jordan said in this whole thing. It was his, the way he carried himself. I totally agree. It just was so impressive for every Packer fan that's listening to us that wants to just get a good vibe on the comfortability and the fact that he 
has turned himself into being one of the stars of this league in his approach and how he's carrying and handling himself. He is not taking anything for granted. He knows that there's still a lot of work to do, but he also knows that his approach and the Packers' approach with him works. That, to me, was really fascinating. So you've talked many times, and there's a couple other things, because I listen to it as well. The draft day thing with LaFleur and Hack were interesting, too. Yeah. And I'm sure Jesse's got that audio. Uh, the, but I want to I go back to something. <laughs> I love that. Face. Jesse, do you have that one? He doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I got some stuff on draft day. I wouldn't... Your clues suck. What do you mean my clues suck? <laughs> he talked like five different times in that fifty-four-minute yeah, podcast. Was about it that long? Yes. Boy, about, so we had a long guess taxi. Guess who sat through the whole thing? This a long guy. Taxi. Yes, yeah, good. It's good pod. So when you say draft day, would have been nice to have a little bit more to work well, with. He there, didn't talk there was that much about the draft day. He didn't talk that much about the draft day. All right, Jason. All right, if you guys could stop fighting for a second. Well, my bickering buddies. Uh... So, you've talked many times about how vital it is, and this was certainly part of your story as well, to, to be in the right place and in the right situation. And I don't think there's any denying that after we saw what we did from him in the nine games leading up to the 49ers game, and quite frankly, how he played for much of the 49ers game. I know he missed some throws, but until he threw that, back-breaking pick at the end. It wasn't like he'd played poorly in that game either. But I think back to who I watched, and, and you guys know that I would bring up the wow throws thing all the time. That is no longer an issue. I have seen a cornucopia You're of wow throws now. Jason Wilde is wowed. Yes. But wow. it does make That's me wonder. It. You're back. I was wondering. It does make me wonder. i got to get the Chippewa Falls. Uh, it does make me wonder whether or not his career would be, I don't want to say spiraling, but if, he, if he'd have gone to a team where he had to play right away and didn't play well, if he's admitting what he did with Micah Parsons about not being confident and not being decisive and all the things he talks about there, could he be in the same situation as a Mitchell Trubisky who just got cut by the the Steelers and is bouncing around despite his talent, which is clearly there, and we got to see in full view in those nine games leading into the NFC, Ch NFC Divisional Playoff game? Yeah, we'll never know. And what we do know is that you need to take advantage of the opportunities when they're given to you. Sometimes you're ready for them and sometimes you're not. And the patience level of some organizations is not good. Right? Some they are good. Uh, the Bears have not been. And maybe it's because they just haven't picked the right player, but they haven't put them in the right position to be successful. The Green Bay Packers have. Their approach, while, again, I think it makes people a little uncomfortable, especially if you're the starting quarterback, and the timing of it I still disagree vehemently with. But that timing is a big part of why Jordan Love is where he's at and how things have you know, kind of played itself out. So I just I could not have been more impressed in listening to how Jordan handled all that. And it made me even more optimistic about the future because I, I think there will be a point where people are going to be questioning, well, have coordinators figured him out? He still has right. a ton to prove, by the no way. No doubt. Agreed. But, man... The fact that 
this team, with him as its leader, was in the position that it's been in, that it put itself in, and will continue to put itself in, it, it was it was remarkable. And I think Jordan Love understands all of that, and you can just sense he's super hungry to get back and to do it some more. Uh, there's a couple of other clips that I want Jesse to play, although. Uh, not about draft nights, uh, apparently. Well, the whole concept of who is, in, you know, because the draft, we're going to be delving into draft stuff, and it's going to be a series of misleading things, and people point you in a hundred different directions. The bottom line on it was the Packers really liked Jordan Love. and the But fact he that, had no idea that they did. Okay. Well, he was. He talks about how he never heard from them hardly at all until like the day before the draft. Yeah, but the day before is a pretty important day to get a hold of. Them. I I agree, but that tells you about the uncertainty of the draft. It tells like, you about the covertness of the G and G is what it tells you. Well, uh, it also tells you that it's not easy to be a draft pick and have no idea what your future holds, and getting all kinds of misinformation. And he he was really good talking about how he thought he might go to one of those teams that needed a quarterback early in the draft. Thank God and for him and for the pack that it didn't. Because I don't know if Jordan Love, I said that about Rodgers. I don't think Rodgers is a four-time MVP if he's in San Fran. I just mm-hmm. don't. Whether or not, the thing is you can never prove it, so you could wait. Right. right. It's too early to tell, but... The thing, the other thing that I re- that really jumped out at me was how both of these guys, and both are going to be. I know Jordan was not a Pro Bowler, but Micah Parsons is one of the faces of the league, especially mm-hmm. on the because he's a Cowboy. He did not want to be in Philadelphia. He was adamant that was something he didn't even work out for him because that's not where he wanted to go. But the other big thing is confidence, mm-hmm. and they both here. You were talking about a star of stars in Dallas. And Jordan Love is going to be one of the big stars moving forward in this league. And they both acknowledge how vital having people that believe in you and having the confidence in yourself. And you can't fake that. It has to come by being successful on the field. And when you don't have it, some people will fold. Could Jordan Love have withstood two seasons of bad football or however that would have shaken out? Because he would not be where he's at. Does he have the fortitude? I feel he's such a flatline guy that you feel like he could have, but you don't know. And there have been more quarterbacks that have not been able to overcome that and not been put in the right situation to allow the confidence to grow, mm-hmm. and they're out of the league. That's how fine of a line it is for about 90% of NFL players. That's why I wonder what his career looks like elsewhere, but I'm happy for him because I like him that it's played out the way it has for him. Uh, And now he draws his checks from Associated Bank, or at least from the Packers through Associated Bank. Associated Bank, the official bank of the Packers, they've been around longer than the Packers have, and they were there in 1919 when the Packers began. Now they're there for you with the best customer service in the industry and Packers checking from Associated Bank. Go to AssociatedBank.com slash Packers to find out more. You'll find out there that you get a Packers Debit MasterCard. You get 10% off the Packers Pro Shop both in-store and online, and you get the best customer service in the industry. So go to AssociatedBank.com slash Packers to find out more. More from Jordan Love's conversation with Micah Parsons 
interesting about the dynamic within the team when things weren't going well. And Jesse and I kind of have the same little sneaky feeling when we heard what was said. We'll play it for you next. It's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella at 855-PELLA-WI or visit online at PellaWI.com slash radio. The world cause it's all so brand new. Don't close your eyes cause your future's ready to shine. It's just a matter of time before we learn how to fly. Welcome to the rhythm of the night. There's something in the air you can't deny. I don't think we do a lot of finger pointing. Well, that's not true. Whoa. What are you finger pointing about? It's kind of our show. We control what we do. Um, I can think of a couple. Give me an example. We've been known to point a finger or two at Jesse for, I don't know, maybe not having the audio that you would have really liked. Even though when we send out a note to have that audio, that's finger pointing or that's accountability? Uh, Could be both. Well, maybe both. I've heard it both ways. Uh, uh, you know what, Jesse, in fairness, I can't win. Because we'll have get up and I'll literally say, get up, 837, blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you the exact time it was there. Okay. That is helpful when we do that. Sometimes it's just hard to log in to not, uh, go get the sound from get up because that happens right before our show. I agree. When the Micah Parsons podcast, The Edge, yep. it, is out on Friday uh. and you watch the whole thing on YouTube... And I didn't watch it. And they talk at five different points about Jordan Love getting drafted. Uh, Instead of saying draft talk, you could say 37 minutes in. Interesting nugget. I didn't do it on YouTube, though. I was listening on, uh, I think, Spotify or something like that. Even better. There's still a timestamp. So you're blame- so you're pointing fingers at me. Uh, yeah, I'm pointing fingers. Okay, yeah. fair. Finger pointing. Uh, unlike three fingers uh, at you, a thumb back at yourself, though, isn't it? Something like that. Um, I don't think that's how it goes. There's something of that. I've heard it both ways. I know one hey, finger for some sure. People have President's Day off, and some people don't. Is there a reason for that, or am I crazy? Like I just want to get an understanding. I don't. Of what's I don't. I don't think there's a. The banks are closed. There's no mail. It's a federal holiday. So is the stock yeah. market closed then too? Is that how that works? But schools are on. Like, yeah. uh, why is why why it like that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I it does feel arbitrary that some days are days off for lots of people, and other days it's just that the bank is closed and your mail doesn't get delivered. Very fair. Have have we done this before? Where we've said that they should add a second bye week. For the football season. Yeah, we've done that. Then there should be Super Bowl Sunday. Not everyone and, listens every day. And everybody should get President's Day off. And President's Day should always be the day Monday after, the, after Super the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. It's a great plan, and I don't mind the fact that you re-brought it up, even though we've brought it up before, because that was worthwhile. One of your better ideas, Jesse. Oh, but then, but then they'll have to move the NBA All-Star game. We can't have that. And by the way, why does Milwaukee not have a game yet? We, that, that stadium's been built for five years. Like, What are we doing? Every new stadium gets to host a signature event. NBA, what are we doing? Indianapolis gets another one? Great. And listen, and I am an Indy fan. Not the team, but the downtown. Best locale to have a big event. Pedestrian friendly. Awesome. But enough. We built... Taxpayers dump money in. We build this big, beautiful blanking stadium. It's time to host a blanking NBA All-Star game. Okay. Well, I know you were gone. So there was a store... Did we get one? 
what no, but they are bidding for the 2027 and 2028 That's 10 All-Star blanking games. years. The building's going to have to get redone so, by the time they get one. It's tw- uh, okay. Um I don't know. I don't know if they were in the running during the You want to the... talk about fake outrage? I'm outraged. You're not and, and it's, it's not, not fake. fake. We build a, a fake, brand fake, new blanking deal. Why are we not hosting an All-Star game? Unless we just maybe do we not want one? Uh, no, they clearly want one. Uh, Jim Ozarski of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported it, uh, I think, on Saturday. Uh, so they are looking to host the All-Star Game. They definitely want it. Whether or not they'll get it is another matter, but they are bidding for it. Now, uh, I did want to get to this clip, even though it's not the one you wanted, about the finger-pointing, because I want you to listen and tell me if you think there's any implication of how things were previously or you if just, that's just, just us bringing you, a bias you just can't help into yourself, thank you matt lafleur you, you just can't help yourself can't you you love it you love that guy listen Level 12 don't you listen yeah get it up for 12 listen to micah parsons and jordan love here i feel like you go through phases in the season and uh we went through a, a tough phase a losing phase man four four straight and uh, obviously, coming into the season, man, we knew it was going to be a process. We knew it ain't going to be easy. We got a lot of young guys. Um, obviously, my first year as a starter, um, just a lot of new pieces that ain't been together. So, um, you know, we knew it was going to be a process early on. And, um, man, we got in a funk and lost four straight and, uh, bro, went through that adversity. And I think that's what got us over that hump is Eric, ain't nobody was pointing fingers in the locker room. You know, you be on some teams, you lose everybody. Man, you need to do this. You need. To, ain't nobody's pointing fingers, man. Everybody's looking about how they gonna get better, how they gonna improve themselves to to help the whole team. And um, man, we was able to get over it, but it, it really was just execution, you know. Uh, so some teams, there's you got to do this, you got to do that. I don't know who would be saying that to other players, Jesse. Did you take that the same way I did? Yeah, I did. You guys yeah. just can't help yourselves. I, you tell me, tell us, tell us we're wrong. When you're a young football team, and by the way, were we sure Devontae Campbell and Jair and some of the defense when things weren't going great? I, that was the other thing I was going to say. Are we sure they weren't pointing? I feel fingers? like there was some issues that were happening, and that's uh, part the of losing. Offense sucks, and but, we're carrying this team. But in fairness, they did stay together. There's always, you have 53 plus 16, 69, people in that locker room. Nice work. Playing. You're not going to have everybody's, everybody's not going to feel like they're being used the right way. And even when you're winning and when you're losing, the nice part and why I have been the Goody Stan I've been, because when you do this big rebuild, which is what the Packers did, say what, however you want to spin it. You have all these young guys. There is going to be the process, and learning together is a powerful thing rather than having someone else who's very esteemed resume-wise <clears throat> that is up on his perch and telling mm-hmm. you, you, you're not doing this and this mm-hmm. and this. And when you make that decision, you get the feeling that you're doing it together rather than you're having somebody pointing at you mm-hmm. and saying, this, that, 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 this is why I've done this and this. And that is part of the Goody plan and how he executed it and how the team executed it and Matt LaFleur executed it. 
And that's the beauty of this last season from a Packer fan standpoint is it is typically going to be very difficult. There are going to be a lot more bumps than what we saw. Uh, We saw some bad bumps now. October, there wasn't any plane service. The turbulence was choppy the whole time. You weren't getting your ginger ale and your crumpets because the flight attendants needed to be seated. It was that choppy. Then all of a sudden you came through it. And now you're first class. You're at least comfort plus. You're getting your cocktails. You're getting your drinks. You're getting it. And you're now going to continue to chase to get to that destination that you're shooting for. And you're hoping the air, you're going to still have some pockets, but you're hoping the vast majority of your turbulence where you're white knuckling it, you're hoping that those times are done. I'm sorry. So was that the sound of you agreeing with us? Uh, I didn't disagree with you. All I said was you guys can't help yourselves. I never once said that there wasn't implications. Okay. That, uh, is uh, it, I just wanted to make sure. By the way, guys, it's going to be different when you have a monster personality that is kind of taking over and is the leader by far, and you have a bunch of others. When you have the young players all coming together, a.k.a. the Goody plan, and, hey, oh, we had this. Oh, the, this receiver in the wrong route your confidence will be likelier to stay and to grow rather than to burrow under because the pressure Uh that comes from having an Aaron Rodgers, I think that's who you're talking about, right, was Aaron Rodgers? Good work with the context clues. Well done. Nailed it. So when you're dealing with that, there's so many plus uh, things in the plus ledger, but there's also things on the other. And I think Aaron would tell you, he didn't handle the development of his young players very he, good. He may not have said it. He said it with his actions in New York. And by the way, now Jordan Love is. He's going to continue. And how that plays out when he finds himself. Right now he is in the I'm growing with this group window. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks' windows change. Five, four or five years, you're going to have new wideouts. You're going to have constant things, and you're going to always be the centerpiece. Uh-huh. He was the centerpiece, but it wasn't like he was one big old. He had what's the stuff called baby's breath when you put it in the vase? Oh my you, gosh! You have all Flores this stuff. Tausch, I love it. You have all this stuff in there. You're not going to be that standalone sunflower, and everybody's kind of looking. How do I get in that vase? You now have a vase that's filled with other people, and it's all blossoming in together to form a great centerpiece. Going to need Post Malone's Sunflower coming back after that analogy. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about one other thing that Jordan Love had to say during his appearance oh, on Mike. Je- Jesse's freaking out. What do I got to pull now? What audio do I need? Oh, uh, God. According to my rundown. But Riley's uh, back there smiling like, look, at he's just, just happy in the club. He can't wait to pull the, audio. The thing is, Tausch, we have like six clips ready from this thing, just not the one that you very Anything deceptively with said I should have. How do you guys rank that uh, fl- floral it's pretty analogy? Good. It Thank wasn't you. bad. You, I see you kind of holding a sheet like of paper. That. I think it's I was, like that. I was, I was getting ready to talk about Fleet Farm, but is there something on that sheet no, no, of no. paper that you were so... No, this is the second straight... End of segment where you look prepared to read off that sheet. No, no, no. I'm always ready for you to tell me about Fleet Farm. I can assure you. Are that. you sure? 100%. Yes. Okay. 
Well, then I want to take this opportunity to remind you that if you're staying home while everyone else goes to Florida, you can go to Fleet Farm and pick up all your pet's favorites from Fleet Farm. You can find everything from food and treats to toys and health products all under one roof from all the brands you trust, dogs or cats or both. They've got us covered. So shop your pet's everyday essentials at Fleet Farm and you can shop savings for every room space in your house during Fleet Farm's home sale. It's going on right now. You can find comfortable seating and kitchen dining sets or check out their great prices on small appliances and vacuums. Save on comfort and more during the home sale this week at Fleet Farm. We'll get to more of Jordan Love's thoughts with Micah Parsons next. It's Will and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. Jordan Love and Micah Parsons' conversation, although not the clip that Tosh was looking for about the draft, uh, coming up because we need to take a break for some breaking news from the world of baseball. Oh, wait, now this is some breaking news. Now, I understand most of you have social media, what have you. Some some of you, I'm sure, have heard this already. But breaking news from Major League Baseball. The Brewers have re-signed Brandon Woodruff to a two-year deal, according to multiple reports. Now, uh, Tausch, they traded Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. If Brandon Woodruff doesn't have a major shoulder injury that is going to keep him most likely from pitching this season, uh, they probably can't re-sign him because he's going and getting paid big-time banco dollars by someone else. Uh, Instead, they get to keep him. And they may not have him this year, but they'll have him next year. Uh, This, as a Brewers fan... Good news, even though you feel bad for Brandon Woodruff that it came the way it has, correct? Yeah, I, I would think, you know, obviously he's been a workhorse uh, for the for the Brewers for a while. And when that news came, and obviously he wasn't able to throw at the end of the season last year, uh, the disappointment hitting and the fact that he's more than likely going to miss this year, you, you there's a hundred different ways to go. The last thing you wanted to do from the Brewers' standpoint was just get rid of him or trade him for nothing. You know him. You understand how he's going to approach this, and hopefully, you can make the best of this situation. It sounds like by buying another year and, and paying him, you're going to get that opportunity, and hopefully, some young players will kind of emerge. And that this team, I'll be curious what the expectation level is because I think had you kept Burnsy mm-hmm. and you done all that, even with Council leaving. I think there would have been a lot more optimism. Once you see that you make that move, I think people on the outside will look at it and say, rebuild, yeah, trying to develop the young talent. And what you fail to remember is last year, the reason the Brewers flipped it around after that fateful, uh, brutal series against the Oakland A's, 
their young core guys started playing yeah. big time baseball. Mm-hmm. So that that excitement level, and now I don't think this does a ton as far as what what the expectation level is for this year. No, I agree. But what it does do is let you know that the Brewers front office knows how to make and maneuver and make the best decisions moving forward. And hopefully Brandon Woodruff coming back from this injury, whether it's late this year or early in next year, you're going to still be able to get some production from him. And they get him at a discounted rate, and we know that they are concerned about finances. So maybe Matt Arnold, I don't know, I've never met Matt Arnold, I don't know who uh, else might be on his scouting staff, but maybe they can earn a little couple extra bucks with a little help from Fortria. That would be fun, Fortria. You're looking for a trip down to Florida. You're trying to find some money to put your dogs and cats up in a boarding house. A pound. Fortria has a couple of studies for you. Healthy adults ages 18 to 60, BMI of 18 to 32. That study involves two stays of 15 nights with seven follow-up visits and you can grab yourself fourteen thousand dollars thirteen eight twenty to be exact for your time and participation plus another 300 per qualified participant they also have a trial looking for healthy males and females ages 18 to 55 those females must be of non-childbearing potential with a bmi of 18.5 to 32 one stay nine nights four thousand fifty five bucks for your time and participation go to fortriaclinicaltrials.com that's fortria f-o-r-t-r-e-a clinicaltrials.com. We'll get back to The Edge with Micah Parsons talking with Jordan Love next. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. Before we get to more of Micah Parsons and Jordan Love, uh, Tausch asked the peanut gallery on social media how long a cat can survive on its own. Uh, Alan Parkman chimed in. I don't know who Alan is. He does not have a photo. He's got the uh, kind of little cartoon character, uh, nameless, faceless Twitter user. Okay. When we drive to Florida, we take two dogs, because most hotels allow them, and then get a cat sitter for our six cats for two weeks. Cats are okay for a long weekend. I don't know who Alan is, but this looks like my burner account. Like, this is exactly what I would do. I would drive with the dogs and have a cat sitter. Yeah. But that was not something that we could make work for this coming week. So I'll be here doing the show. Happy as a clam to be doing it, and the girls are going to have a great time in Florida with Mom and Grammy. All right, I want to get back to the conversation at hand about Jordan Love, and he talked... Does Grammy live in Florida? No, Grammy lives in Manitowoc. Okay, well, you know what what I'm going to ask. We shouldn't have let her go. Uh Uh-huh. Grammy, what are you Uh, doing this weekend? Hey, you want to watch some cats and dogs? Um, We'll bring them to Manitowoc. Ron Colley. That was, that, was, that was not the that was not discussed and that was not a real discussion. I still think if you ask Demovsky, I bet Demovsky watches the, the I animals. I can tell you, as someone who has been friends well, with Rob Demovsky like for nearly three decades, there is no way in God's green earth he would do that. Why? Because he's not that good of a friend. It's fair. Because that's a huge ask. It's a big of a ask. Friend. Yeah. What about your Michigan buddy across the street? 
Uh, he's got his own dog and his own kids. Perfect. Everybody's busy. Don't they want to play with other cats and dogs? No, no one wants to deal with six cats. I, I don't want to deal with six cats, quite frankly. But we do, because we love them. At, now, at back to Micah point, Parsons. Oh. No, we don't have to go back to Micah Parsons. We do. At what point will you leave the girls home to watch the animals so you and Paula can go on a vacation? I can tell you this. In 2012, we went on well, a vacation. It's pretty early to leave the kids home alone. Uh, well, they were... <laughs> Thank you for not parenting. Right, listen, I don't want to say I'll parent you, but that, that sounds crazy. Uh, we went on a trip, and we had their aunts take care of them, and we agreed we would never, ever, 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 ever do it again. Didn't you watch Uncle Buck? Uh, <laughs> uh, there weren't there were some similarities to how that went, uh, but we were we didn't enjoy it either. Like we missed them, right? They were. Two and one at the time, uh, we we never made that mistake again. Everywhere we went, they went along. We have not gone on any vacations since COVID. I've been on an airplane since the Packers watched Raheem Mostert run through their defense for two hundred and some yards in Santa Clara. That was the last time I was on an airplane. So I'll have to watch Oppenheimer on Peacock with my free subscription while you wait for your next flight. I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with not getting out of You're not plane. fine that your family's going I'm on not. a vacation and you're watching cats. It'd be harder if it other. was something other than gymnastics. I'll just be honest on that one. Uh, we're out of time for this hour. We'll get to Micah Parsons and Jordan Lover. Maybe we won't during the 11 o'clock hour after Tausch tells us about. Speaking of vacations, you're such a hardworking guy that you've added another job. You got the Badgers Radio Network. Yep. You got this show. Yeah. You're constantly drumming up business and partnerships for this show. That's the goal. Yep. You, you're, you're Mr. Digi. Trying. And now you're pouring concrete with Johnson & Sons paper. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I was uh, actually down there, road building. There's all this fun stuff going on. I cannot wait. Can't wait. You were road building yeah, on your vacation? Always road building. You got to build roads to get to no bridges. No way. To do all this stuff. And <laughs> if you're like me, you're probably budgeting out the rest of your 2024. <laughs> now is the time to set those preferred dates for booking Johnson & Sons paving. And then that allows you to get maybe in line for the big appearance that I'm going to be out there grinding with a shovel and my big boots. And I'm going to be lugging it around, getting forms set and everything else. Whether it's asphalt or concrete, they set the standard. Maybe you need some patching. I don't. I don't think I'm going to patch. I want to get in there and do the full on thing. <laughs> you want the Just full like repave later. Talk with a project manager. Set yourself up with a five-year game plan and with two civil engineers on staff and a team with two decades full of experience. They have seen it all. Booking now will help. You give all of the time needed to get the right paperwork in place. Johnson & Sons knows how to build whatever ideas you have, and they'll get it done the right way. Get started now at johnsonandsonspaving.com. What on earth were you talking about when you said you were building roads on your vacation? No, so part of the vacation, I, I spoke at a uh, transportation board. It's a big road building deal, and I'm assuming we can you know, talk Johnson and Sons. We can potentially start talking about maybe doing some You road. spoke at a Florida transportation? It wasn't Florida. I'm not going to get into all the details, but it was, uh, it was a fun <laughs> little deal down in Florida. Yeah. Yep. What? 
Yeah. There's something sketchy. There's about nothing this. sketchy. Sorry. About this him. is why you haven't told us anything about your trip. <laughs> what do you mean? Something no, weird happened at listen, the transportation no, expo. Nothing happened weird. What is my theory on things? You guys know I, I'm not gonna. I, I'll tell you about what's going on. I'm not promoting other stuff. I'm gonna promote Johnson and Sons because I'm gonna be out working, and I got a little bit of extra expertise on the whole concrete asphalt because it's been a while. So I wanted to study what they did down in Florida, how they approached it, what they, how, what tie rods they put in their concrete to make sure it stays steady when they're doing their forms. What are they doing differently? You're Those just are talking all out of your that, asphalt right now. <laughs> Good one.